0: Welcome to the Citizen Revolt Podcast where we discuss your options for freeing yourself from oppressive governments as well as tax regimes Welcome to another installment of the Citizen Revolt Podcast In the last episode I chatted to you guys about the difference between citizenship, uh, residency and tax residency and, uh, most of the time when people are unhappy with their governments, when they're unhappy with the kind of taxes they're paying, usually the first thing that springs to mind is changing citizenship or taking up a second citizenship. Now, um, as I highlighted in the previous podcast, um, citizenship is purely the right to travel. So for the short term, I will not be discussing citizenship Uh, Although at some point I will be approaching the the topic of getting yourself a second and possibly even a third citizenship um, and getting yourself additional passports as a way of securing your means of travel. However, for this installment, what I would like to focus on is the idea of residency and tax residency. And probably one of the biggest loopholes that I found in the system um, and this is pretty much true for most countries. Is that countries and governments kind of have this view that you know if you're within their borders, um, they have the right to tax you. So, for example, let's say you are a UK citizen and you're a UK resident, but you take up temporary residence in, let's say, for example, South Africa. Um, Essentially, if you're in South Africa for more than a certain amount of time, um, you would be liable for taxes in South Africa. So basically, the way governments and tax regimes look at things is wherever you spend uh, a period of time is essentially where you would be taxed. Now, things get a little bit more complicated with tax treaties. Um, So for example, one country may have a tax treaty with another country. And basically what that would mean is, that if you pay tax in one country, it would make you exempt from tax in the other country, i.e. your home country normally. Or alternatively, very often what happens is you pay what is known as a top-up tax. So let's say, for example, the taxation in your home country is 40%, but the country in which you are currently a tax resident is, for example, 20%. Um, You could be charged a top-up tax tax in your home country of 20%, despite the fact of you never being there. So, governments and tax regimes have become very creative about how they tax their citizens and how they tax their citizens abroad. Now, one of the biggest issues uh, with taxation and tax residency is that a lot of countries, and especially a lot of listeners who will be listening to the show, come from countries where there is this concept or this this notion of taxation on worldwide income. So I use my home country as an example in South Africa. Currently we pay taxation on all income earned in South Africa, and we also pay tax on all foreign income earned abroad. So for example, if I have a property that I've invested in overseas, and that earns a uh, rental income, I actually would need to pay tax on that back in my home country in South Africa. So... A lot of these very oppressive tax regimes, they try and literally put their claws out as far and wide as possible, um, and the idea is that you're never free of taxes until the day you die, and even on the day that you die, uh, government still wants to take their share. Now, I hold the belief that we are entering an era where governments are going to have to start competing against each other, uh, because citizens are going to slowly start realizing that they have options out there. Um, There's a number of uh, really great uh, countries and tax regimes out there that are looking at taxation differently. Um, They're looking at uh, taxation based on consumption rather than purely based on income, which is something that I wholeheartedly support. Um, There are other countries that are looking to substitute their taxes with some state-owned enterprises, etc etc, et, cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. But the point I'm trying to get to is that there are huge tax reforms going to be forced within the macroeconomic picture purely because um, we're living in a more global marketplace. The day that Skype came about, the day that the internet became so widely used for communication is the, is the day, in my opinion, that borders started to fall away. And as people now, we have the option of researching countries that have more lenient taxation. We have the option of looking in to borders where we don't physically exist and possibly putting ourselves in a position where we have a different tax setup. So one of the biggest loopholes that I've found uh, within the taxation system, and this is pretty much true for every country, um, is that provided that you don't reside in one specific country for an extended period of time, and you continue to be on the move, Um, with a little bit of uh, creative setup in terms of company setup, bank account setup, uh, domicile setup where you would hold your assets and whatnot, but for the sake of simplicity, if you don't reside in one specific place for an extended period of time, essentially you become untaxable, so, no country can retain the right to tax you. So, let's say, for example, you spent two months of each year or three months of each year in a country, and then the next three months or next two months moved on to another country and continued to do this and moved between, let's say, three, four, or five countries throughout the year. No country could actually claim the right to tax you on income. Um, So, for simplicity's sake, and and I'll get into some more detail on this, but for simplicity's sake, provided that you do not reside in one specific place um, for for an extended period of time, no country can actually retain the right to tax you. Uh, And in my opinion, this is probably the biggest advantage that uh, digital nomads and freelancers and people that are self-employed have, is that you could actually earn less money these days and travel and make sure that you're not in one specific place all the time and actually at the end of your your working career come out wealthier than if you'd stayed in one place and earned you know possibly a higher income so um it definitely pays to be a nomad and it definitely pays not to align yourself permanently to one country so Let's get into a bit more of the complexities of of this concept and You know, obviously this is not going to suit everybody. There's a lot of different ways to set this up There's a lot of different options. I mean, it's pretty much very dependent on your personal situation It's very dependent on how you earn your money. It's very dependent on which country you're from but in essence most countries state that if you spend more than 183 days a year out of that country um, that you are no longer a tax resident of that country. That's pretty much the the standard rule across uh, most countries. So the idea is, uh, you know, spend one hundred and eighty three days of the year outside of your own country, um, and essentially you would become a tax nomad. In other words, no country could retain the right. To tax you, Um, for example, there's no point that you spend an entire year out of your country, of of birth or your home country, where you have citizenship and residency, and then move to another country and spend a year there because potentially you'll become liable for taxation in that country um, because you've been there more for 180. You've been there for more than 183 days. So the concept is uh, become a nomad, become a tax nomad. um, First and foremost. Get yourself into the mindset of not staying in one particular place for an extended period of time. Okay, So that's that's the first concept. Now, of course, you have to look at where you hold your money, you have to look at where you hold your assets. And there's a thing called the Physical Tax Presence Test. Now, the Physical Tax Presence Test um, is a tax uh, system that a lot of governments, especially the most oppressive governments, use uh, the most oppressive tax regimes used to see whether you become liable for tax, even if you're outside of the country for an extended period of time. And what they do with the physical presence test is basically they ask the following questions. What do you consider your legal domicile? Where is your primary residence? Um, where do you hold the majority of your assets? Where do you bank? Okay. And let's say, for example, like in, in my case, let's say, I had a home in South Africa as my primary residence, I had my bank accounts in South Africa, um, I held most of my assets there, and this was the address that I gave out as my legal domicile. Even though I'm spending an extended period of time out of my own country, chances are they could still tax me based on the physical presence test, because even though I am, uh, for a matter of speaking, a non-tax resident, based on the fact that I'm out of the country, uh, based on the fact that I would still be holding my domicile and my assets in South Africa, the physical presence test could prove therefore that I'm a tax resident. So first of all, step number one, align yourself with the idea of being permanently on the move. Okay. Number two, the idea would be to spread your assets over multiple countries. So preferably don't bank in the country you reside in, and preferably don't bank in the countries that you are traveling through most of the time um, unless it's for very short periods of time. Um, Look at uh, certain places to hold certain assets and quite possibly either don't have a primary residence or have more than one primary residence depending on your financial situation. The point being that if you can prove to the government where you hold citizenship that you are not a tax resident of that country by holding your assets in multiple places, by holding your primary residence or multiple residents in multiple countries, if you can prove that you're uh, banking elsewhere, chances are you'll be considered a non-tax resident. Now, this is the single biggest loophole to the tax system. It is 100% legal. uh, It is... 100% ethical and it is 100% above board. And whilst it may sound complicated initially, um, it actually is a lot less complicated than you would think. And I would pose this question to anybody listening to this going that sounds like an awful amount of work and an awful amount of expense. If you assume that your income would be taxed at somewhere between 30 and 60% depending on which country you're from. Take that money and invest that money into residences elsewhere, invest it into bank accounts elsewhere, invest it into holding a an address somewhere else, invest it into um, travel, and then come back and do the math. And I guarantee you, almost every time, without fail, if you go to 0% tax, the effort will always be worth it. So the take-homes from this podcast is, from today's episode, is very simple. If you want to pay 0% tax, first of all, get used to the idea that you need to become nomadic. Second of all, get used to the idea that you have to hold bank accounts and assets In different locations outside of your tax residency country or your country of citizenship. Um, And I've mentioned in my previous podcast about Sovereign Man and Nomad Capitalist. And one of the things that they push very, very big uh, as a concept um, behind their strategies is that go where you're treated best. Now the thing is, it may be best to live in one place because the cost of living is cheap. It's really cheap to travel through there. But it may not be best to bank there. Um, And in my experience, usually the first world countries are the best countries to bank in. The third world countries or second world countries, developing countries, are usually the best countries to travel through. Um, And that whole concept of going where you're treated best for specific things aligns so perfectly with ultimately getting to a 0% tax base. Um, In the next few episodes, I will be introducing you to some concepts on banking uh, internationally. I will be introducing you to some concepts for uh, virtual tax residency in various countries and the options available. And I will also be introducing you to some additional tax strategies that you can start to implement in the short term um, ahead of your plan of becoming a nomad, and getting to a 0% tax base. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please share it with your friends and family. Please uh, subscribe to the shows. And uh, if you're finding this information valuable so far, please send me your comments and your questions, and I'd be happy to address those in future episodes.